0: And Boom Goes the Dynamite. And Boom Goes the Dynamite. And Dynamite.
1: Good evening, and welcome to episode forty five of Boom Goes the Dynamite. The AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how you doing, man?
0: Jeff, I'm so good. Let me tell you how good I am. No, I'm great. I, I, I have completed moving. I am officially a, a, a Georgia resident. So uh, uh, Chicago is now in my rearview mirror. Well, Sad that, to see
1: it, well, it's, a, it's a damn shame. because. But I, I love I to watch it to...
0: leave because Chicago I, has a great ass. <laughs>
1: I, I I never got to meet you at a show, so that that. I know, sucks. and
0: we've and, and we've been to a bunch of the same shows just like before we knew each other. <laughs> yeah, right. Kind of wild that. Uh... But one day, one day, the world will return to some semblance of normalcy, and uh, we will attend wrestling. It's going to happen.
1: So on that note, uh, the place for where I know we've attended uh, shows, uh, maybe not together, but you know we've attended shows there. Uh, the Sears Center. In Hoffman Estates, which is where uh, this should, this coming uh, uh, Saturday's all out should have happened, had you know there it not been should a, be. a worldwide pandemic, uh, <laughs> is now no longer the Sears Center, according to this notice I got with my water bill
0: this morning. Interesting, because I do live
1: I, in the village of Hoffman Estates, so
0: so what what's going on with this? So Sears decided they don't want to pay for the name anymore, huh?
1: Well, I. If you didn't know, I think Sears is in the process of going under. So
0: ah, well, R I P Sears.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a shame, but uh, there, there now it is now the now all all, all capital letters N O W the now so, arena.
0: The now that's what I call music arena.
1: Yeah. Uh, apparently, the 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 now health group, who I'm not sure who exactly who they
0: are. Every but. every time you walk into the arena, you hear "Candy" by Mandy Moore. <laughs> Damn. You walk every time you walk it's now that's what I call music arena. You hear uh uh suicidal by Sean Kingston. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> the but, song about how a girl is so hot he wants to kill himself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, th- 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 there's some underlying issues there, I think. But, yeah, uh, that
0: very that very relatable feeling that everybody knows and understands.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the next time AEW comes around, Hoffman states it will be at the Now Arena, not the the now, now Arena. Arena. The
0: Man, now everyone's gonna Arena. have everyone's gonna have to change their theme songs now. Um, so you're gonna have like, well, Cody Rhodes are like Downstate can just start doing Top 40 covers. Let's have that. Let's have Downstate <laughs> just to, like do covers of like the now. That's what I call music's like greatest hits, right? Wait, boy, boy, you're so, running like, with like, this. <laughs> could you imagine like just like a uh, uh, like Downstate doing Pitbull songs?
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, or like a da- uh, Downstate doing like a uh, Shape of My Heart by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> just like a butt rock version of like pop songs from the late '90s oh my god i want to and actually we're we are going to come back to this because i'm going to talk about butt rock uh later on in this podcast i promise
1: oh oh good i i might be, be still my beating heart
0: <laughs> i i know you can't wait so let's get into it
1: <gasps> uh one last thing before we get into uh the show i just want to say from the from the depths of my soul uh fuck flip gordon
0: uh, oh! Hey, did he dude. do something else now? I oh, missed the book. God. oh
1: god! Yes. Yeah, so Remember, he, I'm
0: still banned from Twitter, so anything that's happening yeah. on wrestling Twitter yeah, but, or like but, around that world, I'm missing out on.
1: Yeah, both he and, and TJP w- went on some COVID conspiracy bullshit.
0: Oh god! And
1: you know what? <laughs> Fuck that guy. You know what? Fuck yeah, both they're... of them. But you know what? I'm just I, I gonna say it out here because I, I, we're not doing a New Japan show for a little while, so I can. Uh, so I, I, I need to say this here. Um. Herb Gordon is an empirically bad professional wrestler. What a, like what imp- a herb that guy is. Hey, e- e- empirically bad
0: professional I mean, yeah, wrestler. Could, no, you oh, know, when I first saw him come on the scene, and I'll be honest, like he could you know do the flippy shit, and like he's like you know athletically gifted or whatever. So like it's pretty easy on the surface to see him wrestle once or twice and go, oh okay, yeah, there's something probably there. But, like, yeah, he's one of those guys where the more you see him, the the, the veil kind of comes off, right? And you just realize there's really not a whole lot there besides, like, yeah, he's pretty athletically talented, but there's just—the ceiling for him is very low.
1: Like, it, it, he is objectively bad. Like, you know, you, most times when you say that, you know, somebody sucks, it, it's a it can be a subjective opinion. Everybody has fans— this guy is objectively
0: better. I don't I don't really think I've seen any growth from him as a wrestler in the few years. I've seen him wrestle as well. Like, yeah. I don't know what he's at. Like for a guy in his 20s, you would expect him to add things to his game or make some changes or or, or get a deeper move set or make some character adjustments. something right. And it's just been the same kind of shit from him. Like, oh, I'm an ex-troop and uh, I look like a himbo and I can do flippy stuff sometimes.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, honestly, he he's bad at wrestling. He, he is bad as a human being. He, he serves no objective purpose a, as a person at all, period. None.
0: I mean, None there, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of contribution. I will say he's like, uh, he's decently good looking, except he's got that kind of weird face where he just looks like a dumb guy. He's got like a dumb guy face. Well, go just Kind of like the face of a dumb guy, which works because he is, in fact, a dumb guy. He's a flat earth guy. He
1: couldn't find chicken anywhere in Japan
0: my favorite thing about flat like flat earth wrestlers is like, especially guys who have wrestled in Japan is that like, he has literally flown around the world. Like he's been in the plane and he has traveled like circularly around the globe to different places around the world. Like through his travels, I'm sure as a United States Marine and, and as a pro wrestler, like he literally has been, has spanned the globe. So, to be a flat earth guy when you've actually had access to that type of travel, like takes in a special kind of like contrarian stupidity that's really hard to find these days. So, I sort of respect that. Good for him.
1: (laughs) Anyway, fuck that guy. (laughs) Moving on. Did you see Dark? I did not. Neither did I. Okay, moving on. (laughs) We go live to Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida for episode 45 of AEW. Your host, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and the returning Excalibur. I guess the The turn of the Excalibur. I I guess the heat's off.
0: There were no slurs tonight, so that's good. Uh, No, I mean, yeah, we've talked about this. It's a hard thing to navigate because, again, this is something that happened 18 years ago. And it's, you know, it's a weird thing to kind of to legislate on our end as fans. And I think on AEW's end, at the end of the day, you can't just fucking fire the guy. You know what I mean? You just, I don't think that would have been right either. Yeah, but did he
1: ever like actually come out and say anything about it?
0: Uh, he has before he didn't on this one because I think he didn't want to just bring it up again. I think he's probably addressed it to the point that he's felt sufficient and anything else he'd be saying would be redundant and I understand that school of thought too. I'm not gonna go gonna harp on the guy. He fucked up. Uh, he fucked up bad. He took some really bad advice and he went along with a thing that he shouldn't have went along with. I'm sure he's aware of that and he's a skilled enough commentator and and again I we can't just be like cutting people's jobs off for shit they did 18 years ago we don't want to live in that world either right
1: uh well you know what? maybe, maybe we should uh ha- table that for another time. <laughs>
0: you know there's again, I, I, I think there's there are like, things I think has there, the right answers I, I,
1: I think there are things that you can you should lose your job for after 18 years but uh, we're, yeah, we're not no, going to okay. get into that right now. Oh
0: there now. are are there things? Yeah yeah absolutely. I don't think this is one of those things.
1: Anyway, Excalibur's back and we go straight into our first match of the evening. Uh Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz. Uh, what do you think of this?
0: We got, I mean, we got right into it. Uh, when you say we got right into it, we literally got right into it. Uh, the best friends did the, the best friends did the walkout attack, yeah, something a little bit unexpected. So that, you know, we got to see some really nice intensity from them, uh, right off the rip. This match, you know, got a lot done in a relatively short amount of time. I would have liked to see the best friends get the win, but, uh, you know, here we are.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Since Aaron is getting the win on this, uh, didn't sit right with me. Also, I I, I thought that this match really maybe should have gone to all out.
0: Yeah, I could have seen it as an all out match too. Maybe you know these guys are going to be in the battle royal. Looks like so they did. You know they wanted to put you know you get, you got to put twenty one guys in there, and you only have so much time. So I'm sure that this feud will be visited during that ba- the course of the battle royal.
1: Yeah, but I mean given some of the matches on on that's making all out that have had little to no build and this one and this one has been building
0: well you have the card excuse you the card. me do you have the
1: card in front of you for all I do all out? I do in fact
0: okay well let's make some predictions at the end of the show then let's make some quick predi- some quick hit predictions at yeah, the end ve- of the very show very
1: quick hit pr- prediction yeah well well
0: that's that, how we'll, yeah. that's how we'll visit the card
1: yeah, so, uh, but it, it, anyway, I, I really thought that you know maybe they should have kept this for the pay per view because that this one's had some build, it's had some heat. Uh, we've talked about it before, yeah, and all, and, and also besides the match uh, wasn't great. Uh, it, was it was fine. It was good. It was, uh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, yeah. fine. It wasn't.
0: There were great. some good hard spots on the outside of the ring. Uh, some real heavy hitting stuff there, and some stuff that was made very loud noises, which I, I appreciated. <laughs> yes. So,
1: um, with that said, Centenario uh, get the win, and uh, and and the feud continues into the battle Royale, Apparently, so we next get a promo from MJF in which uh, Mark Sterling is uh, hiding behind closed doors,
0: oh, Marky and uh, yeah, Mark, you got to come out, man,
1: and MJF get out there threatens him with a wood chipper.
0: He did say you were going to go to the effing wood chipper, which I thought. I mean, we're going to get circle back to MJF, but this is a uh, a hint of the intensity that was to come from MJF tonight. So uh, a, a sign of, of things we're going to see a little more of later on.
1: Yeah, indeed. Our second match of the evening, uh, a, a an eight-man match uh the Young Bucks, uh, executive vice presidents Matt and Nick Jackson, and Jurassic Express, uh, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy versus Private Party, Isaiah Kennedy and Mark Quinn, and SCU, uh, Chris Redman Frank and Frankie Kazarian. The winning team in this match go on to face each other at All Out.
0: Which okay, so this is kind of cool, and and I think kind of circling back to like the not getting Santana and Ortiz and the best friends on the card. A, a, an interesting way to get this match booked is, hey, fight for it, fight for a spot on the pay per view, and, and I think that's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, but again, there was build for you know Santana Ortiz versus Best Friends, and I, I'm not sure why that one gets relegated to, you know, the go home show.
0: I think because this isn't over and this is a feud we're going to see for a long time. That's my, my, my read on it is that they're not planning. They weren't going to blow it off at all out. So why do that match when the blow off's going to happen later?
1: Yeah, you, you you might be right there. In any event, um, one, my, my comment that I have here is that Matt Jackson is a giant dweeb for, well, they're attacking I mean, the guy who the has bucks the...
0: are dweebs. Like we, they, that's what like being dweebs is like what they do. This is like, that's their brand at this point. They're just big dorks.
1: Yeah, the, the, the gigantic dorks were not cooperating with Jurassic Express one bit.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, this is interesting character development for them, I think. Instead of, like, you know, doing the, you know, we get along with our teams and we do everything right, spot fest, you know, tag, match, car crash, bang, bang, bang. They were pissed. They were in a bad mood and they acted like it. Uh, and that, you know, serves the story that they're trying to tell.
1: Yeah, you know the thing is, is that the, the the story they were trying to tell with Excalibur. Oh, they're, they're 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 so angry and focused. Nah, dude, they're 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 predicating a heel turn is what they're doing. I mean, by you know, logic, you, could, you know? one could
0: say that they've already made that turn. One could even argue that the elite are the biggest heels in AEW right now, anyway. Well, depending on who you are and what type of fan you are. You know, and I think fan perception plays a lot into the characters, especially at the top of the card in AEW.
1: Well, yeah, and that's true. And I mean really the elite only work as heels.
0: They kind of do, yeah. I mean, like, you know, except for, like, normally, like it's like these multi-man tag matches where they do a bunch of the fun spots and pop crowds, right? Like, this is where they usually work, like, sort of as baby faces they're going to get, right? Like, these six-man tags, these eight-man tags, these scrambles and those type of matches, that's when you, like, really see them, like, in their crowd-favorite crowd-pleaser mode, and they've they, they, uh, deviated from that in this type of match. So, yeah. I mean, that that kind of... That, that made sense for me, and... Uh, uh, you know, it was fine. They did what they needed to do. I
1: mean, again, you know, the 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 elite as a group only really work as heels. And it, again, you know, we, I agree. We we, we we we've talked many times about the legacy of you know this is the you know the, a lot of things that happen in AEW, right or wrong, are the legacy of what's come before coming home to roost. This is totally the the legacy of you know, the NWO or Degeneration X style heel stable that wanted the accolades, but still want to be considered the bad guys.
0: Hmm, and, you think so? And yes, I do. Interesting. I, I, I don't totally know if do. I've seen them. I don't know if I've seen them want to be the bad guys. I don't think it's weird. They're, they're a very interesting amount of self-aware, they're not completely self-aware but just enough like they're almost winking at the camera with these characters to me.
1: Well, yeah, but so were the generation X.
0: Yeah, but they were you a know. bit more I think they were definitely more overt with like what, you know, what side that they were on and the crowd reaction I think was a product of the environment more than anything like, you know, the the crowds were They were the older crowds, right? They were college age and they wanted that edgier content. So they weren't going to boo that type of wrestling and that type of showmanship because that's what they wanted to see. And I think now the, this is kind of the inverse of that, right? Like the young bucks are like trying to like be the fan favorites by like being these like clean Christian boys who do all the cool moves. But nowadays, like us college age wrestling fans, like we just want them to like, that's not what we want, right? So they're trying to like be the good guys and we're rejecting it. But I don't if, think they imagined the elite as heels in the first place.
1: Oh, I beg to differ considering they're the roots of the elite, which were the bullet club
0: right but like even then like the cody led bullet club with that makeup i think they saw themselves as baby faces i really do
1: well th- well you know what they also see themselves as baby faces in real life against new yes. japan and ring of honor so you yeah, know yeah 100% yeah so yeah, absolutely.
0: you know there, there,
1: there's a lot of delusion happening
0: and the, here but the, and but and it's like it's the fans disagree with them right and i think that and i think you know they probably understand that and play into it a fair amount as well right
1: yeah maybe but regardless Despite, you know, not really wanting to work together, uh, the the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express get the win over Private Party and SCU. So at All Out, we will have the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. And
0: I, I, it's, that's an interesting decision to me. I expected it to go the other way because I think for this characters and for this type of story, the Young Bucks being denied a match at All Out because of essentially what Adam Page did to them would have been a very uh, a nice wrinkle to this whole thing.
1: You know, I I can see that, and we we can discuss that maybe a little bit later. So yeah. Uh, that being said, we cut backstage, and Jake Hager goes to where
0: Orange Cassidy's <laughs> just kind of you know hanging out. He's vibing.
1: And he's i also
0: like to i also like to sit three uh chairs up next to each other and then sit, sit on the chair furthest to my right and then put my leg up on the other two chairs that's like the way i like to sit as well so i totally get this okay. this is a normal regular way to sit down
1: it, I, I i've seen it happen
0: <laughs> yeah all the time uh that's how
1: sits. <laughs> in any event uh jericho cordially requests uh, uh orange cassidy's presence at at the match tonight so yeah and it, it, it's uh, this whatevs. was it's
0: something i have to mention that i because I, I laughed very loudly um so so cassidy had his leg kind of propped up on the other chairs there mm-hmm. hager comes over and sits down like over cassidy's leg and says jericho wants you at ringside cassidy just takes a beat looks at him pulls his leg out and then drops it over jake hager's lap <laughs> yeah,
1: that was great that was great
0: really good stuff <laughs> well,
1: that was great we go to commercial and get you know multiple commercials tonight for uh, the C- Cracker Barrel. So I think um, my
0: girlfriend and, get, and I have been talking about Cracker Barrel all night. Get, get, um, getting
1: the feeling that the 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 Bucks had some influence here because uh, the the, uh, the 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 shows weren't white enough for them or something.
0: I, I mean, I'm I, look, I was okay with it because now I just want some delicious Cracker Barrel, and I live nearby uh, many Cracker Barrels. Well, being a Georgia resident now, so I can get it.
1: Well, enjoy your salt and carbs, because. Oh
0: man, those but those dumplings though, mmm, some good dumplings, mighty fine dumplings.
1: When we come back, uh, we get a uh, promo with Tully Blanchard and FTR, and this was okay. It wasn't the greatest promo, but it got the so point this, across.
0: This shit works for me, uh, quite a lot. I think that the the more we go on with this Tully Blanchard with FTR thing, the more natural it feels. I, um, I, I agree I think with Blanchard, that. Tully gets these guys, right? Like, Tully gets what they're going for and, like, what kind of tag team they are. FTR is very comfortable with Tully speaking for them, and they have a lot of good chemistry here. So regardless of, like, whether this was their best promo or whatever, it was it was effective. It did what they wanted it to do, and the more I see them together, the more I'm like, yeah, this is good for me.
1: Yeah, you know what? I,
0: I, I don't disagree
1: with that. I, I, I don't know. That's great. The promo wasn't great, but it did what it had to do. So I guess, yeah. it worked, you know, I think
0: that, you know, the more we see them together, the more this just whole thing makes sense. And it, it makes me excited to see more of them. That's I think that's the most important part is when they do this thing, you go, OK, well, what's next?
1: Yeah. So we then cut back to ringside. And Tony Schiavone is in the ring with uh, Kenny Omega for an interview. And God damn it. Kenny Omega wearing that Hanakamura shirt just fucking killed me because, of course, I mean, it's a... t- right now, a- a- at this present time, in Japanese time, uh, Hanakamura should be celebrating her 23rd birthday.
0: It's, it's tragic. And, I mean, good for Kenny for, for bringing that shirt out and good for AEW for putting that ad out. That shirt is
1: yeah, for, uh, for, uh, made Kyo- purely for to benefit. For Kyoko Kimura, yes. yeah. Yes.
0: And so, uh, you know, if you, if you're looking for a wrestling shirt to buy, uh, and some of you know about my, uh, my, my Twitter feud with Ryan Barkin, but either way, go to pro and buy the Hanukkah Maris shirt. It's a good one.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to set aside my, uh, my beef with, uh, <laughs> Yeah, wrestling Tees.
0: I'll on set it. aside that that's, it's a good shirt for a good cause. And I, uh, I'm going to buy one, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, so we get a, we get a promo with Kenny Omega and, uh. I have long contended that Kenny Omega cannot cut promos, and this was another example of that.
0: Oh, this is a, that's that's a hot take. I think that's a hot take. I think Kenny's polished. I think stylistically, you know, he can take him or leave him, but I do think he's polished, and I think he's good and effective at getting points across. But yeah, he's got that you know just theater kid kind of try hard energy about him at all times. Uh, you know, and, it... and, and and seeing a lot of him can be kind of grating. You have to take your Kenny Omega in the right uh doses i think
1: well but to me the, the 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 best kenny omega character was the early cleaner when he was ridiculous anime supervillain because he, yes it, it, it worked when he became you it's know, the most when, fun when, kenny when for he sure. was doing you know serious kenny omega best wrestler on the planet yeah f- miss me with that bullshit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a little try hard, but, you know, at the time it was getting it was a little bit hard to dispute because he was just putting on incredible matches. And like, you can't deny the stuff he did with Okada. I thought, I mean, the, the work with Jericho was phenomenal and he had a great run. I mean, he really did. And he's, you know, I can't discount his work now. I think, uh, the Adam, I think he, what's he, going on right now and as far as storytelling goes, I think Kenny and, and, and Paige with FTR is probably some of the best storytelling they have going short of the Dark Order.
1: Well, uh, I'm just going to tell you that you know he, he he may have had a run of of, of good matches. His IWGP title reign was not one of them, because that 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 run of matches we almost quit.
0: Well, I mean, we, yeah, we, yeah you know, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny is not for everybody, and Kenny every week I can understand. You know, uh, uh, getting a little you know uh, be him being a little grating but i don't dislike him i do th- i do think he's very talented and i like watching him wrestle i really do
1: when he is motivated i mean he, he could be he could put on good matches yes yeah i mean some of these
0: tag I, matches have been awesome yeah, like we talked about it some of the matches have been really really good yeah they
1: have been uh, i don't think he cuts promos very well when he's you know trying to be all serious and shit and right, but
0: like, what else can you ask for him right now? Because that's what this story like asked for. Like, we can't have silly, goofy Kenny right now because everyone's mad at each other. Like, this is the this is some of the most serious story storyline that they have going on in the show right now, right?
1: Like well, this yes, Adam Page.
0: Like, they, they, yeah. this is finally blown up. Yeah, and, and, you know, and on and, that note, we get that in this. Yeah.
1: and on that note, FTR show up to uh, talk some shit
0: and they and and shit they did talk and that worked for me too like this i thought ftr's side of this whole thing was very good it, it, it uh, was the
1: it was the best part of this promo yeah Paige oh for sure up, and, and, and Paige just kind of looked like a stumble bum honestly that's
0: but that's the point right the page is supposed to be drunk and angry and uh, sick of this whole thing and like you know they they put the the heavy red makeup under the eyes to make him look exhausted and kind of you know burnt out And that's the whole point of this, right? Like, that's where this character is right now because he's got all these forces around him between the elite and his own friends kicking him out and shitting all over him to FTR claiming that it's all because of them that they got into his head. And, you know, they even said it wasn't us. We didn't do anything, which is, you know, in itself a psychological tactic, right? They said, we didn't get into your head. You got into your own head. They they said, Brett screwed Brett.
1: Yeah, well... They did, but, you know, again, the only baby face in this, again, is Adam Page, because... Yeah,
0: and I, that, that's the point. I think this is... Uh, that's a, that's what, they, they're, what they're going for here.
1: Yeah, but, of course, you know, I, I think, you know, n- knowing the Elite, the way I know the Elite, somehow it's, it's going to end up with an Adam Page heel turn, and that's going to be the wrong move, 100% the wrong move.
0: So it depends on, I guess, how you look at it, and we've talked about this a bunch, and it happens a lot with these characters in AEW. I don't think there's a single thing that Adam Page could do to get the crowd to stop cheering for him. So I don't think a heel turn in any type of traditional sense is even possible for this character. Yeah. This I mean
1: point. I mean, well yeah I mean we, we were both we were both at the Wintrust Arena in Chicago and Yeah. Yeah I mean the the the, the crowd turned on the Bucks in that match, they turned on the Bucks and even booed Kenny when they prevented Adam Page from doing any extra Yeah, and I think this Bucks.
0: is the way it is. I think this is like the, uh, the norm for the, this Adam Page iteration right now. I don't think there's anything he can do. That's going to get the crowd from style. Stop- I think he's over either way. I think he's going to, whether he turns on the young bucks or he turns on Kenny shit, he could throw the match on Saturday and people will still cheer for him. I think I genuinely, and, I and I'll make sh- a, bowl- i will make I think he I'll- should
1: throw the match. Yeah, I, I'm
0: going to make a bold prediction right now. I think Kenny Omega doesn't even show up for the match. I think he hangs out at the bar, hangs Kenny Omega out to dry and they lose the belts. And I still don't think the crowd would turn on him. I think they'd cheer for him for doing that.
1: Maybe not. But... Overall though, you know what? I, the segment was, you know, uh, talking it out, maybe the segment was better than I originally gave it credit for, but it's, I didn't think it was great. It was just, you know, okay, you know?
0: Right. I mean, I thought FTR was very effective. And they. I mean, I'll be honest, this got me really excited for the match itself and for Saturday. And that's what these th- kind of promos are supposed to do. I'm excited to see what happens on Saturday.
1: From there, we move on to Alex Marvez backstage with Chris Jericho, Leading and th- this promo was nothing special, so it no, it's leading just, it was
0: just a quick time filler. Yeah,
1: leading into our third match of the evening, Chris Jericho versus jo-
0: Joey Janela. Yep. What the fuck was jo- Joey Janela wearing? Uh, the jacket yeah. was awesome. Uh, that was he was, <laughs> he was dripping incredibly hard. I don't know. I I wanted like to know where he got it. When I get my Twitter back, I'm probably gonna ask him. Uh, it's very a very cool jacket. I just ordered another tracksuit the other day, so I respect the hell out of this. I'm a track suit guy. So you wear a track jacket. I respect you.
1: And then uh, Chris Jericho comes out and is announced that being
0: 335 pounds. Did he? Okay. Did he say 335? He did. Because I heard oh, it. Okay. He did say 300. I, I heard okay. it. Okay. Wow. I don't. Did, is that. Did Justin Roberts just fuck that up or did they do that on purpose? Like what was the. Oh, no.
1: Jim Ross even was questioning it. So I don't know. I mean, it's,
0: I don't know what was going on there, but this brings me to. I, I would like to talk about Chris Jericho for a second today. Um. So Chris Jericho takes off his his big sequiny silvery jacket and he's wearing the Orange Cassidy T-shirt. Yes, he is. Incredible. Absolutely phenomenal. It was so good. And let me ask you something, Jeff. I have a question for you. Is Chris Jericho currently right now today the best active mind in professional wrestling?
1: Uh, he's Does definitely, Chris
0: Jericho get it more than anyone else in the business right now?
1: He, he's definitely way the fuck up there, like top three.
0: If he's not the guy, he's damn close. Yes. Because just I don't think anyone has a mind for the business yeah. better than this man now, right now.
1: His choice in podcast guests, we, we, we've we discussed Chris Irvine, uh, ha, has some issues. Oh, but, yeah. But, but, uh, um, but Chris, matter of
0: fact.
1: <laughs> but Chris Jericho, if- the wrestling character, Yes.
0: I don't know if you checked your podcast feed today, but did you see what today's episode was?
1: Uh, no, I did
0: not. <laughs> Rob Schneider. And the episode is titled Asian Mamas, Chinese Noodles and Chris Farley. Yeah, I can
1: only imagine. <laughs> yeah, that sounds
0: like something I, I do not I don't not know if you've to... seen anything Rob Schneider's done over the last like recent years. No. <laughs> he is so aggressively unfunny. Like it's like, he's, it's almost like he's trying not like, he always was, but even less than like, I don't need, it's so bad. Like not like, at least he had the, you can do it moment. At least he had, you can do it now. He just can't do it. He can't do it at all. And, and shouldn't, (laughs) he should not do it. I mean, he's got all this, this. He's got the Netflix, Adam Sandler's friend deal. Right, wow. so like they still give him specials, and they let him like do a sitcom every now and then because you know they got to pay Adam Sandler you know fifty seven million dollars every three months or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, good good work if we can get it.
0: Uh, I mean, this... get bag, Rob Schneider. He is an asshole, though.
1: Uh, this was basically a squash, and uh, it ends uh, with Joey, Joey got a little stuff in, but you know it yeah. was
0: fun to see Joey and Chris in the ring together. That was nice.
1: Yeah, it ends with uh, Joey Janela getting bust open, and. Uh... Chris Jericho bloodying up that T-shirt and throwing so it at Orange Cassidy. Yes, put it right on the
0: forehead. And, like, the visual that it left, he, he smeared the blood in, like, the exact right perfect spot to oh, give, like, yeah. a great visual on that camera shot. Oh, yeah. And then he tore it in half. And just such a good moment, man. This rocked.
1: Uh, Orange Cassidy and Sunny Kiss come out on the
0: yeah. Chat. I Yeah. Uh, my, my household was uh, making a lot of noise. When Sonny Kiss ran into the ring. Here's the thing: Sonny Kiss is way over, even with people that aren't super into wrestling. Sonny Kiss has to be on TV more and more and more. Sonny Kiss is a fucking star.
1: Yeah, I I don't disagree. Um and it, and the segment ends with uh, Orange Cassie pouring out a little bit of the bubbly
0: also, another, some more great camera work. Uh, that low shot with the the champagne bottle pouring off over the ring apron. Oh yeah, that was a good yeah, shot. Really nice camera work.
1: That was good. Uh, we then get a recap of Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, who will have a match at the pay per view. Uh, a broken rules match, uh, which is you know just seems to be anything goes. But yeah, if Matt, cool name for the match. If, if Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. Uh oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. which means he pretty much already
0: telegraphed this. <laughs> the stakes are high. The stakes are high. Ah, stakes you know, AEW likes to subvert. I don't want to – I wouldn't count him out just yet. Um, and I think that – you know, I think they have plans for Matt Hardy. I don't think that uh, uh, he's he's done just yet. So I expect us to to see something slightly unexpected. And this this here is where I want to talk about butt rock. Um, so the the song playing during this promo package – Sounded like it was straight out of like a 2002 like like new metal butt rock type situation. Okay. Right? All right. So I, I, I looked it up. I looked up the song it was. And much to my surprise, this song came out in 2019.
1: Oh, shit. What song? Incredible. What song? Is I, it? I
0: don't – oh, God. I'd have to look it back up again. i got to pull up my library. It's called something by someone I've never heard of. Okay. You know, can't really if – if okay, they, it's called if... – it's called Cradle to the Grave by Christopher Walters and Spencer Bench.
1: Never heard of either
0: of them. No, they. they right. It's off the album called Anger Management. It appears to be like an album full of like songs that you'd play in montages for television.
1: <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to make those albums, right?
0: Yeah. But hey, I mean, some, can you give Downstate some room, please? Let Downstate <laughs> eat.
1: We then get a promo from Taz and Brian Cage and Ricky Starks that is interrupted by Jake Roberts and Lance. Yeah, it was. That is also interrupted by Eddie Kingston, the Lucha Brothers.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: And, oh my god, this just became a complete clusterfuck
0: of but not every... before Eddie Kingston got some real nice shots in. He did get, uh, some, King... he
1: did get some good Jake, shots Jake in.
0: Jake also got some really good shots in, too. Jake was really fun on this one. Uh, yeah, Eddie Kingston was really fun on this one. As the the. Yeah, no, the microphone work was was oh, really mic. fun. The three of those guys going at it, like taking their three best mic men and just putting them in there was a, a really cool thing to do, I thought. Um, and, and this was, you know, it's hard to do these Battle Royale preview segments. Most of them fall flat. And this one had the potential to, but uh, there was just enough fun from like... Ah, uh, the Lucha Brothers, and there was just enough from Eddie Kingston and the promo guys, and there was just enough from Darby Allen that this was pretty interesting. It was kind of fun. It got me a little hyped up. Yeah,
1: but this also went two segments. So halfway through the second segment, we cut to a a pre-taped uh, uh, recap of the Dark Order and Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes. Scorpio Sky, QT Marshall, and Matt Cardona—that will be happening at uh, at All Out.
0: Yeah, definitely like an old school wrestling kind of as everyone talking to the camera, like explaining their motivations, and it was kind of edited together artfully, kind of nice. And this this should be a lot of fun. This like you know these are all guys who are uh, motivated wrestlers uh, in the ring, so I think there's going to be a, a lot out there. And I think Cardona and Dustin are going to impress us. That's my prediction on this match.
1: Our fourth match of the evening is Thunder Rosa in her yes. AEW in ring debut against Serena Deeb, who I'm not very familiar with. Um this was not a squash. This is a pretty good match, but I'm gonna yeah. complain I'm gonna complain once again why this is the match that they decided to cut the commercial for, but the the clusterfuck Schmaws got a picture in picture.
0: Well, there was a lot. I I think the the pacing issues with this show as a whole, uh, the the cutting to commercial and the picture-in-picture usage throughout this this episode was a little bit uh, off-putting, not just in this match but in other segments as well. So I think that there should have been better planning and timing overall throughout the whole show. But yeah, this match should, we should have seen the whole thing. Cause Serena Deeb's a veteran. She's been around, you know, they said it themselves. She's been around 13 years. She was in the Mae young classic. She's been on the Indies for a long time. She's been a coach. Uh, she's a very solid wrestler. Thunder Rosa, one of the better technical wrestlers you're going to see on your television anywhere you go. Uh, oh, yeah. she's fan. She's incredible. She's fantastic. She's insanely polished. Um, you know, just the part of wrestling where you have to do the moves, She's really great at doing the moves, man. Uh, and she had some, like, her drop kicks were incredibly crisp in this one. Uh, she just looked great. She's a great athlete. She's a great wrestler. And her and Sheeta are going to put on an absolute banger on Saturday. There's nothing I've been more confident about it is that Sheeta and Thunder Rosa is going to rock. Um,
1: I just need to interrupt for two seconds. I just got a headline flash across my phone. Uh, Headlines. Let's what, go. One of the latest people to test co- positive for COVID-19 uh Dwayne Johnson and his yeah, I was reading about that but yeah. apparently
0: they're already recovered so they just they waited till after everyone got better and then oh, they're okay. like yeah we, we had it
1: oh we're okay. good now oh geez but
0: you I know. mean what what's COVID gonna do stop Dwayne Johnson look at that man I mean look COVID-19 is is a real son of a bitch COVID-19 has has wreaked havoc and damage uh, uh throughout our country and throughout our planet but look at that guy come on what are you gonna do stop him it all,
1: and it has also been responsible for uh, many people having a case of brain worms as we well, uh, as we yes. determined
0: yeah I, that's that's very true too uh, oh funny so i can i can say this today a uh, very georgia story for you i was at a local uh supermarket and um as we were finishing checking out this uh this blonde hair uh, older white lady was behind us uh with a big cross necklace and uh the the, the Aldi clerk Oh, I just outed the place I was at. I was at Aldi, and the Aldi clerk said, uh, "How you doing?" And she says, "I'm better than you. You're wearing a mask." Wow. Yeah, that's,
1: that's, that's the kind of people. How Christian.
0: So yeah, how how very uh, what would Jesus do? Jesus would say, "Fuck your mask. Get COVID." Yeah. Apparently, Whoa, that's what I've learned today.
1: Who, who would Jesus shoot in the back?
0: <laughs> We're learning new things every day.
1: Back to the show. We get. <laughs> A promo from John Moxley, and it was okay. It wasn't his best. More
0: of, more of what John Moxley does, though, and I, you know what I liked about this one? Just straightforward pro wrestling promo. Like, this is a wrestling promo. This is to get to Saturday, and this is to get us excited to Saturday. And I love the finish where he said, everything you've done to this point, that's just the easy part, and then just shut up. I thought that was a very effective like uh, exclamation point on it. Yeah. Wow. I, I, but not yelling, not screaming, just even keeled, cool, calm, collected, just that charisma that he's got, um, without really trying too hard or overexerting. And he kind of set that up nicely by, you know what I like about his promos is It's a a coherent story, right? It's a promo with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like, he'll say something at the beginning, you know, what if point he wants to get across, he'll get through the meat of it, and then he'll have, like, an insummation at the end. It's not just him, like, yelling in the mic or saying things. It all kind of connects, and that's what I really appreciate about these kind of promos from him.
1: This leads into another promo with Tony Schiavone and Big Swole, interrupted by a, quote-unquote, pizza delivery person who, of course, was looked, Re- it looked kind of that was it looked kind of like rebel. Uh if, go figure. And then Big Swalls attacked from behind by Rip Baker, and the cast is off.
0: And she threw a real clean super kick, so I guess she's doing okay.
1: Uh, she's still wearing that, you know, that you know, the 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 the, the nose guard.
0: Yeah, which I mean, as a as a Detroit Pistons guy, as a Rip Hamilton guy, I respect. Rock the so, nose guard; it's cool.
1: So, uh, and now. That match has been added, although on the pre-show for All In,
0: which um, you know that's they they always like they like to put a name like Britt Break- Baker on their pre-shows, and I kind of get why. But again, we should be focusing, and we should be putting. It's not even about Britt Baker to me. It's that Big Swole should be on this main card. She's one of their best talents.
1: So we then get our final match of the evening: uh, John Moxley against mark sterling uh, mark
0: sterling esquire attorney at law put some respect on the man's name
1: uh this of course was a complete squash
0: yeah i so, mean you know mark, mark tried to run a little bit he tried to uh to keep himself safe for a few minutes here and there
1: and it didn't work
0: it did not work i i did i i did think the ring gear was funny the, it ring, was a nice gear, touch.
1: the ring gear was hilarious but i mean let, yeah. let, let's face it the match was nothing it was the the ending segment that was the thing, which was well, yeah, uh, it, it, was, it and,
0: was a reason to get rid to, to this thing, right? Yeah,
1: which was Warlow and MJF uh busting open Mox.
0: Oh boy. I mean the end you can't deny the intensity from MJF here. I thought it was uh, spectacular. Yeah, well he uh, this he, is, he, he, he this had is a the bit best of- seen from this character iteration for this feud this was the most effective thing he's done to date
1: yeah he, he had a little bit of the uh the combat zone with him there
0: yeah he had some big fire uh screaming at the camera screaming at the fans like didn't even need a mic everyone could hear him um he rubbed moxley's blood on his own head like, he yeah was which
1: just... I, i'm a little you know <laughs> <laughs> A little squicked out. About, I mean, but
0: yeah. Look, they've all they've all been tested, you know. But yeah, uh, the visual. I mean, you know, it, it it induces discomfort, and to do that, you know, going into this match is very effective either way. Oh, and then we and it was out. effective. It got me excited, and it got me it got me hyped for this match. And
1: thus we fade out on the go home show for All Out episode forty five of AEW. Um, instead of the pros and cons this time, let's, uh, l- let's run down the, uh, the all out card, such as it stands as of, I want to say
0: one more moment. thing about this show. Cause we didn't talk about it at all. The commentary was very good tonight. It was banter heavy and Jr especially was really good. It was one of his best nights. I think he, he was having a lot of fun. He was having a lot of fun. He was quipping. He was goofing around. He had some really fun little remarks and jokes uh, when they were talking about the Young Bucks book. When he said, uh, "If there's one thing I found, it's that wrestling fans love to read." I thought that <laughs> I was. I did remember good. that. Yeah. Um, he's had a f- he had a f- few things throughout the night that I, you know. Credit where it's due. I don't know if it's because he likes Excalibur and Calib- Excalibur was back or what it was, but JR was on and commentary was fun. We can move on.
1: Okay, so uh pre-show, as we discussed, uh Britt Baker versus Big swole in a what's being billed as a tooth and nail match. I have no idea what the sip, if any. Sip so Danhausen is, is showing it? up. Uh, maybe. I <laughs> mean, hey, Housen, I mean, Ring of Honor won't pull the trigger on him, so why not?
0: Sign Danhausen, somebody. I just got that Danhausen pocket t-shirt where it's like a picture of him, like, uh, peeking over the pocket. It's very cool.
1: Right. Yeah. My, uh, my son has a rip and dip, uh, shirt. It's just like that. Of course it's, you know, the cat, you know, flipping the bird, but you know, the the, the bird is underneath the pocket so he can wear it to school. Um, (laughs) where that, you know, you go to school.
0: Yeah, really. What's that?
1: Um, so our first match. now I'm going on the order that's on Wikipedia kind of reverse, (laughs) you know, um, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in the broken oh, wait, we rules. Wait, We gotta make
0: predictions. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Swoll in that match.
1: Yeah, I am too.
0: Okay. Uh
1: Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Broken rules match. If Hardy loses, he must leave AEW.
0: I'm taking Matt Hardy. I am Matt too. They're not,
1: yeah, they're not they're not gonna do. <gasps> okay. Uh Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus uh, executive vice presidents, Matt and Nick Jackson. Um I'm gonna say the bucks do it and pull a heel, heel turn
0: okay i'm gonna say jurassic express wins because i it, it puts the bucks in a worse mood going forward because i don't think we're gonna pay anything off with them yet but i think it's gonna serve the storyline for them to take a loss at a pay-per-view
1: oh you know what that you know what? that's a good point that's a good point uh next match uh the dark order Brody lee cole Bana, evil uno and Stu grayson so like the core of the dark order right there oh yeah uh versus uh dustin rhodes qt marshall Scorpio sky and matt cardona
0: i think it's going to be close i think there's going to be a lot of spots i think cardona or dustin are going to get huge stuff in and look really good but dark order wins
1: yeah i, I yeah i think dark order is going to win too uh, next the twenty-one man casino battle royale. We don't even have all participants listed in this. I'm not even going to try to predict this. Who do you
0: got? It's okay, so can, well, let's try to name off some of the people we got though. So I like okay. so who was in the ring, right? So we got Pentagon, we got Phoenix, we got Butcher, we got Blade, we got best friends Chunk and Trent. We got Chunk and Trent. Oops, Chuck <laughs> and Trent. Uh, MF said Chunk. Uh, we got uh, uh um. Santana, Uh, Santana, we got Ortiz, we got Billy Gunn, we got Austin Gunn, so that's 10. Jake Jake Hager. We got Jake Hager, we got, um, Ophidian, I saw Ophidian in there, Uh, right? Serpentico. Or Serpentico, same thing. Ophidian Uh, retired. Oh yeah, so R.I.P. Ophidian. Uh, Serpentico, whatever, it's a snake, there's a snake in the ring. Yeah. Uh, We gotta get these motherfucking snakes out of this motherfucking ring. Uh... What else we got in there? Sean uh, some guy, a guy I didn't recognize, Sean Spears. Someone who looked like Griff Garrison but was too short to be Griff Garrison. Um, Darby uh, Allen. Darby Allen. Lance Ricky Archer. Starks, Lance Archer, T. Uh, Brian Cage. Uh, Eddie Kingston looks like he's going to participate because he was yep. taking bumps. Um, and that's you know, and some other people. That's probably. who we got
1: so far. So
0: I'm sure Marco Stund will show up in that one.
1: Oh, good call. Good
0: I would call. assume Marco's in that.
1: That's a good. That's a good shout. Um, next uh, up. my
0: guess is, uh, do you, do you have any even thought of who could win though? Uh,
1: I think it's going to be,
0: I would assume it'd be Archer or cage. I'm going to say Brian cage.
1: I'm going to say Archer.
0: All right. All right.
1: Set up for the next, uh, title. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, next up, uh, Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW women championship. Um, I think Hikaru Shida is going to retain, but it's going to be a really good match.
0: I expect this to be a a contender for match of the night. I'm right now think this is probably going to be the best match of the night.
1: Next up, uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship. Kenny Omega and Adam Page defending against uh, FTR with Tully Blanchard. They have set this up so hard for this to be FTR's win
0: gotta be FTR I can't as much as like I would like to say this is where they subvert no nope, FTR has got to win this one uh
1: then Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in the Mimosa Mayhem match you know Mayhem I, you know I can honestly see maybe this being the main event just because they had to set up that tank
0: May, yeah maybe but I don't know if the will the Moxley MJF thing seems to be what their focus is well that's true So, yeah, that's a good question, though, that that you're you could be right. Uh, This is a hard one to pick for me, but
1: yeah,
0: Or alternatively, I'm going to take Orange Cassidy.
1: I think so, too. I think, yeah, this is Orange Cassidy's coming out party.
0: Yeah, I think this is the one where because I think the visual of Chris Jericho in the the pool of Mimosa is just too much for anybody to resist. I think Jericho wants to be the one to go into it because he knows how he's going to look and he knows what it looks like on TV. And that's just, you know, the character that he is.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally, and then finally, uh, our match for the AEW World Championship: John Moxley defending against MJF.
0: <sighs> I'm taking Mox. I don't think it's time yet. And, and MJF might be right that he's going to be the guy to carry this uh, brand for 25 years, but it's not starting Saturday.
1: No, I I, I tend to agree. I don't think he's. I think he's Moxley
0: be the will guy. win the belt within the next probably year. You mean maybe MJF? two years? You mean MJF? MJF, yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, MJF, I do think he will, I don't. I think that title is in his future, uh, but I think maybe you lose this one, you bump him down the card, and maybe you get him on that TV title for a time first, or, you know, he wins the belt from somebody else. Uh, honestly, I would see a time where Cody comes and tries to get the AEW belt now, again but he can and eventually he nah it's wrestling i don't believe that well, you know yeah, <laughs> plans can always change in wrestling uh, i think they find a way to change those plans and i think ultimately mjf taking the aw belt from cody is the way that they do it
1: okay okay all right so with that in mind that's uh that is uh the card for all out such as stands right now that show is on Saturday um we will do a, a another bgtd special on hell all day out day. Uh, probably the next day on Sunday yep. we'll record it on Sunday because uh there's no way in hell I'm gonna record a podcast after the show
0: all right I, so I, I,
1: I plan to drink heavily during this show so I was
0: gonna I was gonna have a few white claws myself I may even be on uh, my third or fourth white claw right now
1: so uh, with that in mind Paul, go ahead and plug yourself.
0: Oh, I will. I was already doing that too, but neither here nor there. You can try to follow <laughs> me on Twitter at T V. Hopefully, I will have my Twitter account back uh, soon. Twitter is messing around with me, but try to follow me there. Definitely follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash We are coming back very soon uh, once I get my desk set up, which is in the coming days. So follow um all that stuff. And then I've been trying to make random recommendations uh, for things lately. Uh, and don't play the Xbox game Sea of Thieves. That's my plug is do not play that game because it's dog shit.
1: Ooh, It's a shame that a piracy game is.
0: I know. I want it to look. I've tried to play it multiple times and I want it to be good. It just isn't a good game. Damn. Play Assassin's Creed for Black Flag if you're looking for piracy. In the meantime, you can find
1: me at Strong Style Story without the E in Style on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Uh, we dropped busting balls over the weekend, where we discussed uh, where we discussed uh, football TV programs. So, all right, um, as a uh, f- fictitious football I, teams. If you
0: guys ever want to talk uh, like English, like football uh, hooligan, like firm movies, um, I would love to talk to you about either Green Street Hooligans or the Football Factory or both.
1: Yeah. Uh, eventually we're gonna get to those so because
0: th- those are the i i love those movies and have a ton to say about it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like who, who's gonna buy uh, harry potter as or no not harry uh, it was uh, frodo as a mr frodo uh, yeah who's gonna buy frodo as a west ham fan it turns
0: right? out turns out everybody because that movie rocks <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway, uh, and, it,
0: and you and you get to hear Charlie Hunnam not have to do a terrible fake American accent. He gets to just talk <laughs> regular, and it's nice. It's he's a really talented actor when he's not just like uh, trying to do like this horrible American accent, like in Sons of Anarchy. Uh,
1: I got some opinions about that show too, but anyway. Oh, me
0: too. Um, <laughs> I,
1: I mean, I love it, but like, I have opinions. Well, you know, the only reason why I watched it because there was a tacit. Uh, it, the only reason why I started watching it was because there was a tacit connection to the shield, but you know what? Oh, I, Yeah, I, I, I dropped the, it so uh,
0: bad. The the Kurt Sutter verse. Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I I love Kurt Sutter. We'll, we'll we'll talk off pot about Sons of Anarchy because I have a lot to say about that.
1: <laughs> all right. But uh yeah, there's uh the only thing coming this weekend will be the uh the all out special so uh stay tuned so tune in that.
0: on saturday or sunday or whenever sunday. you tune in
1: yeah <laughs> tune just on follow
0: subscribe get alerts turn your notifications on do yeah. all the stuff you can do with a computer to make sure you listen to this podcast uh
1: and, and tune in tomorrow for a special uh days of thunder special nights of nitro where they're going to go oh. over the episode of nitro where rick flair returned
0: Ooh, that's a good one so tune into that
1: you should so um all right paul any final words
0: um no that's the word it is no
1: okay well enjoy all out and we'll we'll talk to you Sunday take care yes sir thanks everybody bye